welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. For the last time of the 2021 season. We will be talking about starts and sits. And for the last show of the 2021 season, of the year, this is it. Two days until your fantasy championships start. So you win your money, take your trophy. Some leagues get a ring. This is it, man. This is it. I'm not happy about it. Why? Because I love fantasy football and I don't want it to be over. Second, it's over. I gotta, I gotta redo everything for. I know. Me too. Um, I actually kind of. Dang, this year's been fun. The only problem, the only league where it wasn't fun for me was the home league. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for me. After week, uh, what was I four and four? I think I had like four players. Yeah, it was four and four, and I won six straight out for the season. At some point. Yeah, I went four and four to start the season. I thought I was going to be mediocre again, and then I won six straight at the right time to end the season. uh, And lost lost the the first first round. round. I feel like that's a common theme every year for your team. Trust me, I've been trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out why. Because every league I'm in that I have that same record in or better, I'm in the championship. I mean, I had a league this year, though, where I was dominant. I had two top five running backs and three top seven receivers. Yeah. I had Shamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and PPR. I had Eckler uh, and Najee Harris. And I lost in the first round. Sucks, dude. It does kind of blow. But, um, is that Dynasty League? Yeah, it is. Oh, there you go. Well, anyway, my name is Gordon Colby. <laughs> I got Rick Lemon with me, as always, as we reminisce. <laughs> about There'll our be plenty L's. of time to do that in the off season. Yes, um, and we got a lot of a lot of stuff planned in the off season, so uh, we're gonna refresh some stuff, come up with some new ideas, you know, mm-hmm. do some good stuff for for the fantasy champs in the off season. Can't wait for the draft content uh, tomorrow night. That's Christmas Eve, right? I mean, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, right? Yes, yes. And they got the Georgia Michigan game on that night. Interesting. It's a weird time to. I I want to watch. I it probably so won't be badly. watching. <laughs> I I probably won't. Who um, Alabama's playing? Uh, who? Can't remember. That's a great question. I don't remember. I think it was. Um, dang, the college football people are like, "What the hell's wrong with you guys?" I don't. I really don't. I followed it like Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Thank you. I followed it this year, like. Offhand, didn't really watch. I, I watched. A I follow of individual players in college football, but I don't follow the games or teams. Yeah. But anyway, should be interesting. We're from the Northeast, we don't have. It'll be Georgia, Alabama, football. and then Georgia will probably spank Alabama because they got spanked the first time. Something like that. Yeah, I would. I mean, hey, it is what it is. It's kind of hard to bet against Alabama, though. <laughs> it really is. Um. Anyway, we have. Starts and sits for week 17, the final regular season show of the year. 
uh, or not regular season show, the final fantasy football uh, show of the regular season fantasy football. I don't know what you want to call it. The actual 21, 21 fantasy football season, the last show of the year for that. Um, and then next, starting next week, starting Tuesday, and I think Thursday, um, Tuesday, Thursday, we'll do shows pertaining to the off season. So we'll probably spend the month of January recapping the 2021 season, going through some things that happened, going through some things that uh, we enjoyed, we didn't enjoy, um, and league winners and all kinds of stuff. Recapping, rehashing, bringing it all back up, regurgitating, reflecting. Yes. All of those good words. So, and then in January, I mean, February, we'll start, we'll probably start some draft content. So that'll be good. And we'll do a random mock draft. We'll do, we'll do something. We'll do something. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. But anyway, so we're going to give you starts and sits today. Before we do that, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just type in the fantasy champions, the fantasy champs, whatever, and you'll find us. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. Like and comment down below any questions you have pertaining to your Week 17 championship matchup. We can help you. Yes. So, without further ado, for the last time this year, let's get started on the starts and sits. Next year, I'm going to have, like, drops. So there's not this like awkward transition. It's not that <laughs> awkward. It's just like let's get into it, and then I'm like, yeah, I feel like there needs to be like a sound. They should something ridiculous. But anyway, um, so let's start with the quarterbacks and with the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, like we uh, normally do, and we'll start with the quarterback position. Rick, why don't you kick us off with the start of the week? Start of the week at quarterback, Matt Stafford. Um, Matt Stafford. Probably, um, if he was on your team, there's actually a good chance you're not in the championship game. Um, because he was really, really, really bad last week. He threw three interceptions, if you had nine fantasy points. Um, was really, really bad. But he is playing Baltimore. And last week, Joe Burrow put up, what, 40 fantasy points against Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Threw for 500-plus yards. Yep. Four, four touchdowns and one of them that got called back. So it would have had five touchdowns for like 500. He almost threw for like 560 yards and five touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. No, I don't, um, I would say, I don't think that Stafford's going to put up that many. No, 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 he's not. He's obviously not, but it just goes to show you that. How bad um, Baltimore is right now. So they they have their top two corners are both out Marlon Humphrey. And I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. Um, but they're both out. Their secondary is totally depleted, um, which was the strength of their defense. So their defense blows right now. Absolutely blows. And Matt Stafford is not going to put up two bad games in a row like that. Um, he did only one time earlier this year. And even then it wasn't like awful, but other than that, he's been pretty good all season. He's the QB five on the year. Um, which I think is a little underrated. People mm-hmm. don't talk about it too, too much in the fantasy community. At least. Yeah. Um, but he's having a great year uh, coming off a bad week against a horrible defense. It all looks like positive signs for Stafford. And if somehow you were able to win last week with Stafford on your team, don't be dumb and pity <laughs> and don't and sit him this week. You should start for Justin for Justin Fields or the right. tongue of Trey Lance. Lance. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. For the waiver wire show, yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to find my numbers because I mixed up my tabs and now I'm confused. Um, so Matt Stafford, he's going up against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, as we said. Baltimore yep. has been giving up 19 points a game, basically 20 points a game to the quarterback position, which is the second worst uh, in the NFL. So pretty, pretty easy matchup for Matt Stafford. Um, and like Rick said, I think when, when it gets to this time of year, obviously you're in the championship and every, like during the regular season, I feel like a lot of times people, um, they make their decisions and they're like, okay, well, you know what? There's always next week. And then you get to the playoffs and it gets a little bit more like, all right, these decisions are a little bit more important, but you still don't think about it that big. But when you're in the championship game, it's the last week of the season. This is the prime week to overthink every decision. Prime week. Because <laughs> It's the last yep. week. You're going to the championship. Sweating. Rick's already asked me the same question about six times, wavering in either direction, because he's like, I don't know which guy to go with. And I'm like, bro, I don't know either. Go with your gut. Um, but sometimes it's players that you don't overthink, uh, like like Matt Stafford. And he has had some he's had some not so great games in four point touchdown leagues. But for the majority of the season, um, I would say he has had really, really, really great performances. And has, you know, if you got to the fantasy championship somehow on your eight point performance from Matt Stafford, <laughs> congratulations. I don't know how you did it. But I will say um, there's a good shot that Matt Stafford does come out and um, have a really good week this week, bounce back. Like Rick said, Joe Burrow just went absolutely ham on the freaking Baltimore Ravens last week. So it's a good shot that Matt Stafford does that same thing against Baltimore, except not 500 yards, not five touchdowns, maybe something more along the lines of 300 yards, three touchdowns, something more realistic. Um, but I could expect a 25 point game from Matt Stafford and, and that would be enough for you to win. So don't overthink it and just start Matt Stafford. It doesn't really need to be overthought, especially with the climate on the waiver wire right now, having <laughs> no quarterbacks. Yeah, um, there's no I'll reason probably to have uh, Stafford. Agreed. I'll probably have Stafford in my daily fantasy lineup this week. Nice. <laughs> um, sit of the week at quarterback is Taysom Hill versus Carolina. Now, there is some speculation. He did come off the COVID list, uh, which is why he was out the last one one week or two weeks. I can't remember. Uh, at least one week, I think. Um, so Taysom Hill is back essentially um, last time he played Tampa Bay, he had nine points previous week before that 24 and 24. Um, he's going up against one of the toughest defenses um, in the NFL against quarterbacks so far this year. Um, this year, he they've given up, uh, I believe 15 points a game to the quarterback position. So yeah. um, that, and that's bottom five or top five toughest matchup. Um, so I think I think for me when you look at when you look at Taysom Hill, this is not a week where you want to roll him out into your lineup. I know he had a couple of good games to start. I know Rick has even mentioned to me when we were talking about this pre-show about how Taysom Hill could literally throw three picks like he did uh, week thirteen against Dallas, yep. four picks, and still put up twenty-four <laughs> fantasy points. Um, but there are weeks like the game against Tampa where he should have had an easy game. He did not have a turnover, and he only had thirty-three rushing yards. Uh, and 134, 154 passing yards, no touchdowns total in the game. Um, 
if he does have a week like he did in week 13, it is entirely tied to his ability to rush and how many touchdowns he scores. Um, yeah. Because the two touchdowns and the two touchdowns and the and the hundred yards rushing really, literally got him to eighteen, and then everything else was just icing on the cake. So and the the picks really didn't affect it at all. Um, if you're on sleeper, I believe the preset or the 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 scoring the the main the what do you, what do you want to call it the basic scoring settings have interceptions at one fantasy point lost. Yes. So yeah. um, the interceptions not really going to hurt you anyway. So I, I think against Carolina, they've been tougher. Um, New Orleans needs a win, so that might drive Taysom Hill to a decent matchup. But I think you're talking in between the vicinity of 15 to 18 fantasy points in this game. And that might be good enough to win you a fantasy championship if you start him. But it's definitely more likely to cause you to lose your matchup if you only get 18 points out of your quarterback in Week 17 yeah. in a fantasy championship. So I would sit Taysom Hill. Agreed. Yeah, I would too. Um, I just think, obviously, I'm nervous a little bit just because of his rushing, but uh, I think it's probably going to be similar to what he did in the Tampa game. Maybe he scores a little bit more just because he has instead of 33 yards rushing, maybe he gets like 50 to 60 yards rushing. But um, I think he's going to score around like 10 to 15 fantasy points. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to do much in the air against the Panthers, who mm. are a very good pass defense. Uh, and Taysom Hill is not that great, and his receiving core is horrible. Uh, their wide receiver one is Marcus Callaway, and their wide receiver two is Traquan Smith. So mm. not exactly a great receiving core. Probably one of the worst, if not the worst, in the league. Um, and you're going up against guys like Stephon Gilmore, mm-hmm. um, C.J. Henderson, um, some good players in that secondary secondaries for the Panthers. Um, so it's just not, I don't think it's going to be that great fantasy wise for Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, he'll have an okay floor just because of his mm-hmm. rushing, but I don't see him scoring more than like 15 points this week. I agree. Uh, let's move to the running back position um, where we have Ronald Jones, the row, running back row, for row, the Buccaneers. Uh, this would be the second week that uh, <laughs> Buccaneers running back. Leonard Fournette would be out. Um, and the week prior with Ronald Jones getting a full workload. And I just wish, I wish, I wish this guy was not on the Buccaneers and was on a team that would give him a workload because even though he can't block for piss, he is really, he's actually really good. I know he's, when he gets, when he gets going in a game, he is very good. Yeah, he's very good. So, um, he played 30% snap percentage when Leonard Fournette left the game against New Orleans and came away with 7.88 yards per carry, um, against the game in Carolina, which you would assume is a tougher matchup as well. They don't give a lot of fantasy points up to the running back position, 20 carries, 65 rushing yards, 3.25 yards per carry, which is not great efficiency wise, but he did have a rushing touchdown in the game ended with 16 fantasy points. I'm happy with. 10 fantasy points in PPR from a running back. So um, this week he's going up against the New York Jets. This is the, according to fantasy pros, this is the easiest matchup. So I keep saying so far this year, but season's over. This is one of the easiest (laughs) matchups on the season for the running back position. Jets giving up 26 points per game to this position. And you're talking about a team that didn't, they gave Vaughn, I think Keyshawn Vaughn, like, seven to eight carries last week, but a majority of them went to... Um, and they pretty much switched roles where instead yeah. of Fournette and Ronald Jones, um, Keyshawn Vaughn took the Ronald Jones role from this yeah. season. Yep. And then uh, Ronald Jones took the Fournette role. So Jones all year has been getting like eight right. touches a game. Yep. 
Um, and that's what Vaughn got this week. And then Jones mm-hmm. took pretty much everything Fournette had, which yeah. is about 20 to 22 touches. And so with that being said, if you say that about 75% or 80% of those 26 fantasy points are going to Ronald Jones, I'm going to say he's going to have a good week. <laughs> I would yeah. put on a limb. If they if they score 26 points together, it's going to be Ronald Jones getting 20 at least. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if he's going to have that great a week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think him getting 20 really is dependent on his touchdown upside, and Brady right. does not like to th- run it in the red zone. He loves to throw it. They well, have they have been running a lot. I think Brady, the touch, his touchdowns have gone down the last few weeks. Yeah, he's, been- he's starting to transition to preparing for the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Preparing for postseason, Brady. Last three weeks, he has three passing touchdowns. So, I mean, they've been running it more. But. So, yeah, I, I think I think they're going to run a good amount. They're going to get Ronald Jones opportunities, and it'll lead to him having a really great week, and the Jets suck. So, I'd saddle him up. Yeah, I would too. I think Ronald, Ronald Jones is going to get – like honestly, the only way I see him scoring less than he did this past week is if he gets hurt. I think he's pretty much good for 15 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um it's against the worst rush defense in the league. Chances are it's a I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's gonna be a positive game script for the Buccaneers mm-hmm. as well. Um, so he's gonna get like 20 carries again. It's just it's a perfect, it's an absolute perfect scenario for Ronald Jones. He's an RB1 this week, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, why is Miles Gaskin sit, Rick? <laughs> he blows. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's also he playing the suck. Titans who um have been very, very good against the run this year. Mm. Their defense is um, super one-sided. They have a very horrible secondary, but a great front seven and a very solid run defense. Um, So it's going to be hard for Gaskin, who has also been losing touches this year. Mm -hmm. Um, First in the beginning of the season. Uh, Who was the the running back on the Dolphins at the very beginning of the season? I don't remember. Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Whatever. There was another running so, back. Yeah, there was a running back in the beginning of the year that was kind of taking carries. Um, and then he got hurt, and Miles Gaskin was kind of just doing his thing for a while. And now Duke Johnson emerged out of nowhere, and all of a sudden Duke Johnson had 13 carries this week. Um, and the week before that, he had 22. But that was because um, of injuries. But this past week, Gaskin, 100% healthy, got – Three touch, three, four touches total to mm-hmm. Duke Johnson's thirteen. Disgusting. Um, so it feels like Duke Johnson is now the starting running back, and I wouldn't yeah. start him either. By the way, they're both yeah, trash against the Titans. But if you still have Gaskin, and you're thinking, oh, it's just a good week, bad week sort of thing, like it's been all year. No, he blows. He's not the starting running back, and he's playing the Tennessee Titans. So even if, even if he gets touches, he's not going to do much with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, not much else to say besides I think New Orleans, uh, not New Orleans, Tennessee so far this year, bottom three in fantasy points given up. So 14 fantasy points a game. They've been really, really tough against the run, um, stifling at times. And if they're splitting, if they're splitting work between him and Duke Johnson, um, it's just going to be another four, five, six point week for Miles Gaskin. And, you know, people who've had him on their team all year have been bouncing him in and out of their lineup. He had the 31 point game and then two and then 17 and then eight and then 14 and 15 and then 18, 19, six, five, two. You know, like you just don't know what to do with Gaskin. And we're going to tell you to sit him. If he has a good week this week, man, uh, all the power to him. And if you started him, all the power to you. But this is not a likely scenario. So I would sit Miles Gaskin as well. 
Um, moving on to the wide receiver position, we got Michael Pittman Jr. versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Is that correct? Yes. I always get confused because there's multiple LAs and, and then LV gets thrown <laughs> You can't in keep and, track anymore. Uh, who knows? Uh, but Michael Pittman going up against he had he's had a he had a decent season so far. Um, he yeah, is ups a, and downs. He's a wide receiver, nineteen. Uh, he had a stretch earlier in the season after the Seattle game where he had 20, 13, 11, 20. Uh, you know, I don't know if Houston's a tough matchup, but he had five points against Houston, then twenty. No, 30, that was 16, a random 12. one. From weeks one through ten. He was probably a mid-range wide receiver too, which is very good for your fantasy team, especially if you drafted him in like the 11th, 12th round. Um, yeah. After that, though, he got into some tougher matchups against Tampa Bay, Buffalo, um, where he had. Four I want to say too, um, T.Y. Hilton was injured during that stretch, and he came back in yeah. week uh, 10, the exact week he started. Right. So he took a couple targets. I mean, T.Y. Hilton doesn't do much, but he did take like three or four targets away right. from Pittman. That was a big. Um, part of his game in the beginning of the year. Right. Um, but Michael Pittman gets, when he's playing, he gets target share. And so against the Raiders, which is not a horrible matchup, um, it's it's a good idea to get him, you know, get him into your lineup and start him. I think on the season, he's been a wide receiver too. Uh, and so if you're, you know, if you need a flex play, this is the guy to go with. If you have, you know, weak, a weak spot at wide receiver too, and, you know, you kind of been relying on Pittman, but you're a little bit hesitant in the fantasy championship, uh, I would go with Michael Michael Pittman in this game against Las Vegas. Yeah, this is a weird one because um, I didn't look at Sleeper beforehand. So Sleeper says it's a tough matchup, but then if you go to Fantasy Pros, they say it's an eight point two out of Don't ten, and it's one of the up. best. It's it's one of the best matchups of the week. So um, I'm gonna trust Fantasy Pros on this one. Um, Pittman has been up and down all year though, so it kind of actually makes me more confident in a weird way that he's gonna have a good week against the Raiders. Um, yeah. I think he's due for a touchdown. Hasn't scored since week nine. Um, and he's been, I think he's been good. Even, even when he doesn't do well, he still gets pretty, um, pretty good target share. There's only been a couple games and it was earlier in the year where he wasn't getting targeted. Um, like last week, for example, 12 targets, 12 fantasy points. Yeah. Um, if he gets 12 targets again, I think he's scoring more than 12 fantasy points. Um, and half PPR and the weeks before that five in a game against New England where they ran the ball a lot and he got ejected in the what the third quarter of that game mm-hmm. um, eight targets ten targets so and then five targets where they ran the ball a whole ton against the Bills so if they're going to throw the ball a decent amount it's chances are it's probably going to Michael Pittman um, I yeah. think he's due for a good game against the Raiders I agree uh, Russell Gage is a real quick and dirty one um, he but she said that's what she said. That's right. Um, he kind of blows. Uh, he had some games this year where he's been decent. Um, the stretch from weeks 12 to 15 in PPR uh, were really Very good. Soft. 18, 21, 10, th- 23. That's a good stretch of games. Outside of that stretch, he's really been disappointing at times. And Buffalo has been probably like, I don't trust. I don't trust Russell Gage in the slightest. Like, no. This should have been an easy week for him. And in half PPR and, and standard leagues, you're looking at Russell Gage, and he really has been crap. And so, like, going up against the Buffalo Bills defense, who's given up 14 fantasy points a game, this is going to be a really tough week for guys like Kyle Pitts. This is going to be a really tough week for guys like uh, Russell Gage. 
Um, and I just don't want to roll and Matt Ryan too. I don't want to roll any of these guys out into my starting lineup in a fantasy championship week. So I would say Russell Gage is a no go. Um, at least for me, I don't think he's going to yep. get a lot of work. I don't think he's, I mean, he's going to probably going to get seven, eight targets, but it's going to be a tougher game. If Gage goes off, I quit. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see it happening either against the Bills who have been fantastic um mm. this year on defense. Um have a very solid secondary. Even last week against the Lions, he Gage wasn't great. Um do you think the Falcons even scored a touchdown in this game against the Bills? I don't know. I have a I have a, a strain maybe this is just the Patriots fan in me hoping that the Bills lose so we can retake the division lead. Cuz that would be Fantastic. I think whatever you're about to say is the answer is yes to that. Um, yes, I don't know that they're going to have an easy time. They probably score one touchdown. Sure. What are the odds that goes to Gage? Uh, it's 0%. It's probably going to go to Cordell. <laughs> um, yeah. Who, to be frank with you, would probably be the only guy I would start this week for, for Atlanta. Me too. Me but too. Uh, I would say um, I have this feeling about this game where Buffalo just came off New England and they're like super excited. They're just like very, very confident. They're very, very excited. They're like, oh, we did it. We told, we showed the Patriots who's boss. And they kind of got a little bit of satisfaction out of that. Kind of like Bill celebrating on the sidelines after running it 47 times on the Bills and thinking, <laughs> and we saw what happened to the Patriots following that two straight losses and sucking. I have a strange feeling about this game. It's going to be a little bit closer than people think. And the Bills might vomit okay. on themselves like they did against Houston. Um, which would be freaking hilarious, by the way, uh, as a Pats fan. But that's just me. So I think the complete opposite. I think the Bills are going to win like probably rip them apart. This is the hardest <laughs> game of the season left. So there's that. Yeah, I mean it's also in Buffalo. I don't know, but the only the only thing that I could see that happening is they just beat the Patriots and they're on like a high, and then they play against Atlanta, thinking they're going to cruise and then but choke on themselves. Way, it's a fancy football show. So let's move yeah. to the Titans. Don't start Gage. Um, tell us about Dawson Knox versus Atlanta, Rick. All right. Well, I mean, same game, but um, Atlanta's defense is absolute chunks. They blow. They have been bad all season, um, and they are bad against the tight end as well. Uh, so it's a good matchup for Dawson Knox, who has been um, very solid on the season, especially if you compare him to other tight ends. Yeah. He's the tight end six on the season, and he missed three games. Um, or two games. So that's still very good, though. Um, last few weeks, though, he hasn't been too, too great. He has played yeah. the Patriots twice, though. So I think that kind of um, helps in the argument for him not being well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so against Atlanta, I think he bounces back. Um, is, to me, almost guaranteed to get a touchdown this week and uh, have a, at least a decent game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and quickly, moving to Dalton Schultz so we can end the show on on a high note here, or okay. is that a high note? <laughs> Dalton Schultz. It's a low note for time. me because I got to start him in a championship. time, Dalton Schultz. <laughs> no, he's been on this sh- poor Schultz. He's been the sit of the week at tight end. Like, now, last two weeks, show. he's had 22 and 20. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, going up against Arizona, who has had four, point, four points per game to the tight end position. Um, this is not a game where Dalton Schultz is going to go bonkers. I actually am kind of concerned about the entire Cowboys offensive passing attack against Arizona, even though they haven't been playing great. Um, I do think Dalton Schultz could have a decent game getting eight to 10 fantasy points. 
Um, but it's Thank more you. than likely to me that he only gets five or six and completely disappoints. The chances of him putting up 20-plus points two straight, three straight games is not likely. Um, I think that, like I said, I think he'll probably hit six or seven, end up being like a top 13, 14 tight end on the week. But um, if you have another option that's better and has a better matchup, I would just roll them out there otherwise. Like if you have Knox, roll them over, uh, over Schultz. But outside yeah. of that, I think that Schultz is a sit this week. I agree. Okay. There you go. For the finest the time <laughs> of the 2021 season and 2021 in total, before we hop into 2022, time flies. Uh, there are your starts and sits for week 17. Hopefully you win your championships. Hopefully you have a great week. We'll see you on the other side in 2022, guys. See you later. See yeah. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.